Hello, CFRC listeners. Welcome to the Kingston Curator. We have a great show this week focusing on the Kingston music scene, starting with a sample of what you can expect at the upcoming Spring Reverb before moving on to our interviewees this week. We are lucky to have director of the Juvenus Festival, Kate Sipe, and Battle of the Beats winner, Meg Gibson, to chat with us about the competition itself and Meg's work leading up to the competition and what's to come. To start off, this is your reminder that Spring Reverb is fast approaching, taking place from June 1st to 4th, downtown Kingston. There will be over 20 acts featured during the four-day showcase, including both visiting and local artists, as well as 10 panel talks. Last week, I gave you a glimpse of what you could expect at Spring Reverb playing Pup and The Wilderness, both of whom will be attending the festival. And this week, I'll be playing another pairing of a visiting artist and a local Kingston artist to give you a taste of what you can expect should you attend the festival. First, we have Devotion by Casper Skulls from Toronto, who will be playing on Wednesday, June 1st at Ale House. After that, you'll be hearing Tell Me Twice by local Kingston band The Meringues, who will be playing Friday, June 1st at The Toucan. Enjoy.
what you just heard was Devotion by Casper Skulls, followed by Tell Me Twice by The Meringues, both artists to be featured at the inaugural Spring Reverb taking place June 1st to 4th. You can head to kppconcerts.com for more info and tickets. Just a few weeks ago, Blue Canoe Productions held the Juvenus Arts Festival, the first youth arts festival in Kingston originally launched back in 2016. As part of the festival, Battle of the Beats, a competition amongst Kingston artists, took place Thursday, May 5th at the Spire. Today we have Kate Seip, director of the Juvenus Arts Festival, and Meg Gibson, this year's winner of the Battle of the Beats, to tell us more about their work. Before hearing from Kate and Meg, please enjoy this song from Meg's winning set entitled, Don't You Know. let's get into it. So how about you guys just introduce yourselves? All right, I'm Kate and I'm one of the co-managing directors of the Juvenus Festival. Um, So one of the big events that we put on was Battle of the Beats. Awesome, and Meg, any little details about yourself? (laughs) Um, I'm Meg, Um, I'm 19 and I write songs and share them with people. And this is kind of the first time that I've shared um, 
yeah, one of the first times that I've shared my original songs. So awesome. Wow. What a, what a kickoff winning a big competition like this on your first time. <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, has Battle of the Beast always been a part of the festival or is it, um, sort of a newer addition? Um, it's been part of the festival a lot, but it was actually usually Battle of the Bands, but we just found mm-hmm. since the pandemic hit, um, there's just been less bands happening just because it's been harder to collaborate. So we decided this year we'd open it up to more solo performers. And I think that that format worked pretty well and it might be one we continue next year. Mike, had you seen it before? Like, were you familiar with Battle of the Bands and that's what inspired you to join sort of? Yeah, um, I'd never been to one, but I had seen them before. And I was interested because I was coming back from a trip on the 4th of May Mm -hmm. and it was happening the very next day. So I said I could do that because I wanted to be a part of the Judas Festival. Um, And then I was kind of sad because it was Battle of the Bands. And then I saw that it wasn't Battle of the Bands and it was Battle of the Beats. So I actually could be involved. And that was really exciting. Oh, my gosh. That's so serendipitous. Just coming back (laughs) from a trip. Just on a whim. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And um, so what was your, I mean, it sounds like it was really a crunch, I guess. Well, I was going to ask what your process was sort of leading up to it, but it sounds like you were just throwing <laughs> together a set and already had your stuff together, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much that. I mean, I got home and then I worked like the whole day just to make sure that I had them complete because I already written all of them and practiced them a bunch. So it wasn't that hard to get them together, but yeah, just finessing <laughs> Awesome. Um, so our listeners would have just heard Don't You Know from your winning set. Did you want to talk about like just a little bit about that specific song, maybe whether that's the meaning or the technical process of putting together whatever you want? Yeah, um, that one is inspired by the book and film Atonement um, because it's very near and dear to my heart. And I was kind of just sitting at the piano one day and then I came up with a little chord as I usually start um, with my songs. And then I just sort of played around with some lyrics and found out that a lot of them were leading me to the themes of, of, of atonement. And so I kind of said, hmm, that could be an interesting way to um, write a song. And so then it just kind of developed from there. And then I kind of mentioned to my mom and dad that I could maybe perform it at the end of term in our first term. And they were like, that would be great. And I almost didn't do it, but I'm so glad that I did um, because that kind of set me off for performing and it was the first one that I performed in front of a live audience and um, a bunch of my peers at the BISC where I went for my first year's university Um, so yeah it was it was a really cool experience and it's very special song to me because of what it kind of provided me with um, after all that yeah yeah that's so awesome or you mentioned you were inspired by a book or do you get a lot of your inspiration from media sort of um, sometimes, yeah. That's not the first song I've written about another sort of piece of media, but I do kind of mix them up. And sometimes I'll try and take a bit of a theme from a piece of media rather than like the story. But this one was kind of reflecting the story. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, neat. Or so I know um, this is sort of for both of you. I know you're involved with Blue Canoe Productions. So you're kind of a jack of all trades with the acting and the singing and the music and everything. Um, did you want to talk about uh, a bit about both of your work with Blue Canoe just in general? Would you like to go first? <laughs> Whoever wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I've been in Blue Canoe for I think four years now, um, kind of in various capacities. And usually I do a lot of administrative tasks and stuff like that, but this is my second year um, 
doing the Juvenus Festival. Um, and that was really exciting because it was the first year I was able to do it in person. So that was nice because last year it was all virtual. So it was a really great experience for that. And um, Meg and I have actually worked on a Blue Canoe show together. It was a radio drama during the pandemic called Children of Thomas. Um, so we kind of got to know each other that way. because She was one of the leads in that. Oh, that's so cool. And Meg, how about you? What are you up to with Blue Canoe? Whether um, at the start or now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I, I've been with Blue Canoe for four years as well. And I've just done um, like musicals and been involved in that sort of thing. And then when the pandemic hit, I started trying to find what else I could do. And I found the radio dramas and stuff. And um, yeah, and then since I went off to school, I haven't been involved as much, but coming back, I was like, I knew I wanted to be involved again because um, they're just such a great organization and I've made like a little community there and it's so nice to have oh, that. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find art really brings people together. So I think, especially festivals like this, where it's focused on um, young people and upcoming artists, I think it's so important to have right now. Um, and yeah. do you find, because I mean, you're clearly doing a lot. You're pursuing acting, pursuing visual art. There's so much going on. Do you find there's an overlap between these mediums, whether that be just the headspace they allow you to access or bouncing off one another? What do you find the interaction is between all your artistic projects? It's a bit of a general question. You can, <laughs> you can answer as generally as specific as you want. Um, yeah, wow. There's a, definitely a lot of interaction. And I got to work with... Um, Shelly Katz and Diana Gilchrist at the BISC and um, they really helped me develop my acting into my songs and kind of create a piece out of those two which which was really helpful to me and I carry that with me every time I write a song now um, and so I think that's one way that they interact as well and it'll and I guess yeah I like what you said about the headspace and how they all allow you to access the same sort of headspace and the same um, feeling that you get of creating something that you can present to people or you can just keep to yourself and it's just a way to it's an outlet everyone says it's an outlet but it's true um yeah I I just really like being able to do all three and they and they also connect in in um ways when you present them as well I can make my own art for my album covers or something if I ever wanted to do so yeah I think that's kind of cool that's super neat yeah all rounder (laughs) um (laughs) So I was wondering, what, where did you get your start as an artist, would you say? Was it sort of just something all your life that's been there? Um, yeah, I think I started drawing first and I actually thought I was going to be an animator. Um, and then I was doing theater camps and whatnot. And then I went to um, the theater arts camp in Stratford. And that was kind of like, whoa, this could be something that I do as a career. Um, and so I guess it all just kind of developed and then it all clarified towards the present where I am now, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely always been there. And then I've slowly started trying out other arts because they're just accessible once you're sort of in it and then um, just developing them and then finding out, wait, that's actually kind of cool and I like this and then feeling confident enough to present it. And so that's kind of what happened with my songwriting because I wasn't like a musician per se from a young age, but. I feel like it's um, become easier for me to do it now. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. That was a bit rude. No, that totally makes sense. That was was great. (laughs) But um, I was wondering, so that's sort of getting a fuller view of where you started, but is there anything, mediums, genres, artists, anything that sort of inspires you now? 
I mean, we talked a little bit about media, but more general. Um, <laughs> or anything specific right now in this moment. <laughs> yeah, I suppose someone who inspired, like a specific artist who inspires me is Matt Maltese. Um, mm. On that famous song on TikTok, the As a Little Caves In. Um, but I really like his other work as well. And he, the way he uses his piano, because my main instrument is piano, um, and I really like his lyrics and his melodies. And so I kind of, I listened to a lot of him, especially in the first lockdown. Um, and that was kind of a big inspiration for me and using my voice and connecting it to piano and things. Um, as well as the lyricism of Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. I really like her. Um, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, or wait, how many instruments do you play? Uh, <laughs> only one really well. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, but I am trying to learn guitar and I play a little bit of clarinet. So I'm going to see if I can maybe incorporate some more instruments into my music later on. But Cool. Yeah. Or I think I read somewhere also that you incorporate sort of digital elements. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, my wonderful keyboard has lots of different uh, sounds so I can use strings and without actually having to learn how to play the violin um but I really like the way strings sound so I kind of layer them with the harmonies and it ends up sounding kind of cool so <laughs> yeah that's super cool mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> so I was wondering um just to round us off was there anything either of you wanted to plug upcoming projects social media etc well, Blue Canoe uh, has our upcoming musical in August, which is Footloose. So we're currently doing recruitment for production team, and then there'll be some auditions coming up as well. Um, and you can keep up to date on all of this uh, at Blue Canoe Pro on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And then you can also follow the Juvenus Festival too at Juvenus Fest on all the social media platforms as well and get involved next year. Awesome. And Meg, where can people find your work coming up? <laughs> Um, I so far only have a YouTube channel. So if you search Meg Gibson, and then also if you search one of my song names, so Don't You Know is on there. I have a few music videos. Um, and then I'm trying to set up some streaming services. So I'll, I'll let you know. But <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Okay. And I figured um, I'd play us out with another song from your set. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about Little? Yeah. Um, it's my favorite song that I've written, probably. And um, it's kind of about my frustrations with mental health and the way it's perceived and the way it's always been perceived. Um, and I just sort of was inspired by the time that I was seeing, especially being in university for the first time and seeing the absolute chaos and like um, mental toll that it takes on you, but also all the wonderful things that you can have at the same time and just sort of um, yeah, being frustrated with the way that that people treat you and the way that um, the world kind of sees mental health. So, yeah. yeah, that's a really great message. And I want to honestly thank you so much for providing us with these tracks. They're really gorgeous. And I can't believe that you just <laughs> threw them together before you're, I mean, of course you practice them and put lots of work into them, but um, yeah, the idea that you just threw the set together before is really incredible. A lot of skill there. Thank you. All right. Well, That's all I have for you today, but thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much.
What you just heard was Little by Meg Gibson. Please look forward to more of her work in the future and check out her YouTube channel at Meg Gibson. Thank you for tuning in to the Kingston Curator this week on CFRC 101.9 FM and keep listening to stay up to date on local arts news. <laughs>